Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pikenau Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Vergara. What's going on, everybody? Great to have you guys back with us. Thank you for kicking it with me and Nick Gray as we talk about nothing. I know that pun always comes up, but it is the truth. We're talking about nothing and their announcement from this morning. However, we do want to do a bit of a revisit of the Apple announcements that were made. After all, I do have my hands on the iPhone SE and the iPad Air, and I'm going to be doing the content for those devices moving forward. Uh, but from there, we do talk a little bit about the Moto Edge Plus. After all, I actually unbox it on this podcast. That being said, though, um, I did have to use some of the... Um, backup audio for this episode so please bear with me as far as the um, audio quality coming from my end um, i'm gonna figure out what happened there we were hoping to be able to just lean on the recording application Streamyard that we have but i had to kind of finagle this episode a little bit together since i'm using a different microphone and really just trying to test out some other stuff so please bear with me on the audio quality from my end on this episode but with all of that said still a great conversation between myself and nick gray so let's get into it enjoy Trying a couple of new things out on this episode. We're, we're, okay, we are recording our separate audio, so hopefully this still sounds good no matter what I end up using, but we're actually letting StreamYard do a lot of the work this time. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, how have things been? It's been a couple of weeks. Uh, last week, I did not do an episode because let's just put it this way um, Isa was here for like th- almost three solid months. And last week, uh, I got, we got really like, swamped not only with work but also the fact that she had to pack for so many things to head back to the philippines so how are things been with you since we did not get to get together last week yeah i messaged you last week and i was like are we podcasting you're like maybe maybe not and well because it was a no in the end but we did get to hang out with jaime we did get to hang out with jaime jaime was in town and inevitably we got ramen but um it's uh it was funny because like hadn't seen Jaime in a while he he much like you after the last episode a couple weeks ago just got back from MWC and we were just catching up on a lot of stuff so um the shouts out also to to Mark Lansangan he was hanging out with us as well um but yeah uh, we were all just hanging out people were making sure to see Issa before she left so that was really what like took priority last week yeah I got to spend some good time with Jaime in Barcelona we were at the same hotel so we we got to spend some decent time together um but yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, the last week has been kind of crazy. A lot of work to get done. Just had family pass through for a couple of days. Uh, so mm-hmm. that's always fun to have family in the house, but also means work doesn't get done when it needs to get done. Um, and then we're actually getting ready to go on a short vacation for uh, spring break for our girls from school. So we're going nice. to be heading down to Mexico for a little bit and enjoying some warm weather. Uh, because it is cold today it was like 43 degrees again here in cleveland so we're like no we we actually need to go down south way down south in order to get some good weather for a week is that where is is that where i keep hearing about like second winter (laughs) like it keeps it keeps staying cold i don't know what it is like it i mean technically it's officially spring now um hopefully we're not going to get any more snow between now and october or november but you know we you never know yeah, it's 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 getting warmer here, which is why I'm I'm literally wearing a light pink shirt. Like I'm, my spring clothing is officially out, so I'm <laughs> I'm enjoying all of that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hopefully everyone is doing well. Um, I know that things are 
like really crazy hectic and just crazy in general in the world so hopefully everyone's having a good time hanging out with us i'm still looking to bring the ep- the the episodes of the pocket now weekly on wednesdays so that you have something in the middle of the week for you guys to like just sort of enjoy speaking of the midweek release cycle uh for the show and whatnot last week had we did an episode on wednesday we would have talked about the apple event um now obviously nick fandroid <laughs> i'm guessing you did not be like many people and go to an apple store on friday morning and pick up any of the new stuff uh no i did not no, <laughs> though i am you know we i think we talked about the last podcast that we were on i think we did talk about the new chips that apple unveiled and how powerful they are and after seeing some of the reviews i'm like maybe i do need a mac studio well, maybe i so we... don't I, it, it's one of those like FOMO things of do I need it? Do I not? Um, but it would be nice to replace my big case of a computer that's under my desk with something small and tiny, though I don't need it. And I've never well, purchased a Mac PC ever, so it would might be it would be my first foray. And then I'm thinking, well, do I need that or do I just need a Mac laptop? Well, I've never I've never been one for the desktop side and and allow me to rephrase not talking about the apple event but last week by wednesday devices were starting to make it into the hands of people Mm -hmm. like myself um but as far as like the mac side goes i don't have a relationship with that side uh i've never really been a desktop person mac wise like the the last time i used a desktop solution from apple was like those imacs that were in like the 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 offices and the student gathering areas back in college like that was mm-hmm. about it and then they updated it so i expect every single one of those imacs to look like the new sleek m1 uh um, yeah imacs but the uh yeah i'm a laptop guy i mean i'm on a macbook right now I, I just keep it mobile as much as possible uh but yeah like the iphone se came out and there was so much conversation around it i was actually i was expecting the discourse to be the way that it was because you get i mean you and i we work for we work not only on our own stuff, but also, of course, for specific publications where the discourse can always range from like, oh, that's cool, to this shouldn't exist. <laughs> there was a lot of this shouldn't mm-hmm. exist. Um, I was getting a little bit frustrated because some people were accusing me of defending a phone. I'm like, I'm not defending a phone. Like, well, I'm not defending an inanimate object, okay? Like, I'm only exploring who actually bought this phone because it is one of the best-selling phones every time it comes out. Well, so I, I think we touched on this last time as to why it should exist, and it has to do with carriers needing a 5G version of an iPhone uh, as an easy replacement for customers who are refusing to upgrade. So this is mm-hmm. like if you are on an iPhone and you are refusing to upgrade, carriers are going to send you this phone essentially for free to say, get off 4G because we're getting rid of those bands, or sorry, 3G. Oh, yeah because we're getting rid of those bands. Uh, and this is the phone that they needed from Apple in order to make that financially viable for them because they can't send them everybody an iPhone 13 or even an iPhone 12. Uh, they need something a lot cheaper than that that does have 5G support. And honestly, that's the sole reason this phone exists for me. Um, I know there's people that do love the size, but I think that that demographic is shrinking rapidly. Uh, I think we've all resignated ourselves to say that larger phones are here to stay, and most people do prefer the larger phones. Yeah, I mean, I, I get where that sentiment is coming from, but I, I 
I venture to say that most people who have the, let's say, gumption to actually talk online, whether it's on Twitter, Reddit, YouTube, or anything like mm -hmm. that, about phones like this, they're, they are the demographic that prefer, let's say, the Pros or the Pro Maxes oh, yeah, or completely. the larger phones and all that. But the thing is, even if you, and I'm talking to like the royal you, if you, the listener, quote unquote, the, 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 the consumer, if you don't care about the home button, the size, the retro throwback, the nostalgia factor of the iPhone SE. And I'm not even just talking about the SE. I'm talking about any device that has like a, an older design that kind of makes you scratch your head. If you don't care about it, I guarantee you, you know someone in your life who does. And we all know someone like that. Usually they're a little bit older or they might just be somebody who just doesn't care about smartphones the way that any of us do. Well, in that to the, that point, there's people that care purely about the price and nothing else. I want True. an iPhone yeah, and I want the cheapest iPhone possible. They look at the Android side and they can get Android phones, you know, without a contract or anything for 150 bucks. And no, you can't buy this phone for 150 bucks, but it is by far the cheapest iPhone, new iPhone that you're able to buy. And some yeah. people purely care about price. They want iMessage and they want a cheap phone. And this is this is that option for them. It's still not cheap. What's the what's the price on it again? Four twenty nine. Four twenty nine. I mean, it's not bad, but still, four twenty nine is a lot of money when you consider mm -hmm. you know what the phone delivers with the cameras and the screen and everything like that. But you know, if all you need is iMessage and you have to have iMessage and you need a new phone because five G is a thing now and three G is being discontinued, this is what you have to buy. And if you don't care about anything else, then it doesn't matter, right? And the people mm -hmm. who are saying this phone shouldn't exist, you know, there's things in the world that you think shouldn't exist, but they're there for somebody and somebody is going to buy them. Yeah, 100%. I would love to meet the person who just has everything SE. So iPhone SE, Apple Watch SE, because there's, there's a certain, even Tim Cook himself said on stage, and I love that, you know, how, how the, how the, what's the, what's the funny meme way of saying it? Um, how the turntables, <laughs> because in my case, like I used to just scoff at Apple events being from Android authority at, you know, way back when, but here I am actually like watching it and actually trying to just sort of put myself in the shoes of someone who is a big fan of that. And I will admit I'm in the ecosystem now. I'm literally on a MacBook and I, make my content on a MacBook, and then let's say it's social media stuff, I airdrop it to my phone, and I airdrop it to my iPad. I, I use the Apple Watch because it shows me my glucose levels. Like, all of these things actually do matter. Ecosystem matters. And like Tim Cook actually said on stage, the, I, the iPhone SE was a great entry point for people who may not be completely familiar with what Apple offers. And I would love to meet the person who gets the iPhone SE, uses it with the Apple Watch SE, and because they're now in that ecosystem, when they have the funds later on, they'll go for a 13 Pro or a 14 uh, when the time comes. Like, that's that's a sound strategy in my in my opinion. Does it mean people are spending a lot of money? Sure. But it's still a sound strategy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I mentioned iPads. You're not an iPad person, are you? I am not a tablet person. I mean, Issa so. made a really good point, with me at least, because she, she got an iPad Air as well. I went ahead and got the admittedly egregiously expensive Magic Keyboard <laughs> with it. Um, clearly, whenever I get a tablet, I try to make it as much of a laptop as possible. And the <laughs> but Magic then Keyboard, why don't honestly, you just have a laptop? 
<laughs> this right? is such a privileged place to be. I mean, I enjoy the fact because the last time you and I were well, no, when were we? We were in the same place for CES. I was thinking of the MediaTek conference was when I brought. I, I went full ecosystem at that point. Speaking of ecosystem, Apple Watch, iPhone 13 Pro, MacBook Pro, and I brought an iPad Pro with me. I found myself when I went back to the hotel rooms, um, not reaching for my laptop because I had already used that to write, uh, to type notes in the meetings and to make my video content while there, whether it was for that or anything else. When I got back to the hotel room, I actually just went for the iPad and I turned on like YouTube and I let the speakers, which are great. Like I just put it in the corner and I just had my background. It was like my mini TV that I brought with me places. And I was like, huh, like it's a ton of money to have all of these things all at once, but I've carved out a space for the iPad as like my media consumption device. <laughs> okay. But so here's the thing you used, you had the iPad pro and you're using it as a dumb screen to play YouTube. <laughs> you and could gaming. have, I was gaming on it. You could have a mid-range Android tablet that would do like depending on the game that you're playing. But like if that's mm -hmm. your that's your use case for the iPad, that's the worst use case ever because <laughs> any device can do that. You're just looking oh, for a, you're just looking for a large screen. You're talking ecosystem. Like you, there was no part of the ecosystem that the iPad was filling in that point. It was just a dumb screen doing anything that any dumb screen could do. Oh, I, I completely agree. Um, there are let me let me let me counterpoint that with just a couple of places where the iPad did make sense. Genshin Impact. There's no controller support for Genshin on Android, which pisses me off. But across all Apple products, there is. So I like controller. And you know that's just that's one small thing. However, here's another one. Fast forward to another trip I took. Brought the iPad with me, and I needed to make sure I was working out during those events. I would take out the, uh, my Apple Watch is obviously connected to my iPhone. I go to the iPad, turn on Apple Plus, Apple Fitness Plus, or any other workout thing that, that uses the Apple Watch. It's on my iPad, so you would think, oh, I need to connect my watch to the iPad. But no, they, they automatically sync to one another. So even though my workout is coming out of the iPad, my watch is, uh, my Apple Watch is actually still tracking and giving me the alerts from that workout. So it was it was interesting. That was one of those ecosystem things where I was like, wow, I thought that I would need to do my workouts on the phone because the watch is connected to the phone. But the iPad can actually communicate with the phone and say, I got this and connects to the Apple Watch automatically without me having to do anything. Just hit start workout and I was able to do the workout mm -hmm. on the watch. That was pretty cool. That was that was a different situation. But yeah, there are these little like there's these little like nooks and crannies that having certain screens and having ecosystem actually make um aside from all of that though the ipad air it's just it, you're right it's just a larger screen and it is a lot of money for this magic keyboard it's a nice keyboard but wow 299 for a keyboard that's crazy <laughs> I, I could buy two android phones for that <laughs> <laughs> like there's a screen there's a battery there's a camera sensors and everything or you could just type <laughs> That's the thing. I do my best to be as balanced as possible when I talk about this stuff, because on the one hand, I think it's amazing how integrated everything can and is, can be and is. On the other hand, I also have your mentality of like, that's a lot of money. <laughs> well, that's the thing. Like I, anyone who knows me knows I don't like spending money on things. Like if I am buying something, it's because I desperately need it, not because I want it. 
And so I'm always justifying things by how much they cost. And mm -hmm. I'm doing the cost benefit analysis of everything that comes across my table. I'm like, okay, this is one option. It costs X and it does X feature has, you know, seven different features. Okay. What are the other three options that do the same? This one's $20 cheaper. What are the compromises for $20? And like, I, I honestly like try to justify spending an extra $20 on, you know, an accessory or something like that. And like, do I really need it? It's an extra 20 bucks. So I'm, I'm that price conscious buyer for everything in life. Uh, I think the only thing that I'm not really price conscious about is spending money on food at a restaurant because I love food and my wife doesn't understand it. Uh, but anything <laughs> else, anything else in the world, I'm like $20 difference. What's the reason it's $20 more expensive? I need to know. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, and by the way, for any listeners right now, like the reason why I'm kind of bringing up the Apple stuff is because um, when I did meet up with Jaime this past week, he did not get the iPhone SE or the new iPad Air. Um, so those pieces of content fall onto my shoulder. So you can look forward to videos on all of these products and my thoughts on them on the Pocket Now YouTube channel um, coming fairly soon. I'm just making sure I get through my content on it on my channel and then I'll revisit them over at Pocket Now. So look forward to all of that. Um, I'm not going to spoil anything for those videos, so why don't we just go ahead and move on. There is one thing that I have right in front of me, and what's funny is, like, this is an audio podcast, but since we use StreamYard to do these uh, to do these calls, video calls, um, and record the audio, I actually have my multicam set up here, and <laughs> so Nick is able to see it, but you guys aren't able to. Here's the thing, though. Nick has already spent some time with it. I have this, like, bag right here that's Motorola sent the new Edge plus in a bag made literally of recycled paper i actually emailed them and asked them is this recycled paper and they're like absolutely <laughs> like this is kind of a nice little bag normally these swag bags or these like press boxes are not always the most practical things but i gotta give them some credit for this one um i'm gonna do like a light unboxing of this on an audio podcast but i was gonna ask you nick to kind of give us a quick rundown on this phone that i'm about to take out of this recycled paper bag <laughs> so the moto edge plus 2022 edition um this is their flagship device for the year we were kind of disappointed with them last year because they did not give us a flagship tier device we got another moto edge that didn't have an edge uh the the reason why the first one was called the Edge was because of the Edge display uh, on the phone. Uh, that The one last year did not have an Edge display, and this one does not have an Edge display as well. It is completely flat. But it is a flagship tier device with a Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, uh, 8 gigabytes of RAM on the inside, 50 megapixel main sensor on the back, um, and uh, I forget the resolution of the selfie camera. I think it's a 30... Two megapixel selfie camera? I can't remember. Um, I'm gonna have to yeah, I wonder if it's on the box. It is not. It is not on the box. I see specs but on there. Don't quote me on that. 32 megapixel sensor or not. But I believe it is their first device that does record 4K video from the selfie camera. Oh which nice. Which is something that's quite nice because there are very few devices on the market that actually do that. Uh, but Josh is doing his unboxing, taking off the plastic cover. Actually, the I just phone. realized something. Let me do this real quick. 
I could just hit record on this camera and I could <laughs> use the you, you, you can, I can you use can the record footage. the unboxing all the way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, um, um take, so obviously, so the one that we have here is um, UW Ultra Wideband, but it's not Verizon specific though, huh? Uh, it is. I mean, I don't, I don't so, see Verizon branding, is what I'm saying. There's no Verizon branding on it, but there are uh, Verizon apps pre-installed, so. You should have a Verizon SIM card in there, and it will work on Verizon Ultra Wideband. And you'll have a nice folder with Verizon Cloud, My Verizon, Verizon Voicemail pre-installed, and quite a few apps pre-installed as well. Candy Crush, Coin Master, AccuWeather, nice. uh, Pluto TV, Pop Slots, Ready for Solitaire, Snapchat, TikTok. Uh, Udoku, Smart News, a plethora of bloatware on this device, specifically the Verizon one. I might as well do the uh, the sounds. So anyone listening in your cars, here's the sound that you guys always love from your unboxings. There you go. There you go. Yep. Flat display. Um, I have a I have a very like iridescent blue. But it's a, it's a soft is it's a soft touch finish on the it back. Is. Yeah, it's it's kind of a frosted iridescent blue soft touch finish with the Motorola uh Batwing logo right in the middle that's not that same finish it's just the the straight up glass. Uh but yeah, it feels really nice and it's not I I believe it's a 5000 milliamp hour battery on the inside and it's not obnoxiously large and the camera bump on the back side uh, they've kind of curved the camera module a little bit so that it doesn't look like it protrudes as much. It's not as apparent. It still sticks out a little bit, uh, hmm. but it it looks slimmer than it than it actually is, which is kind of nice. Yeah, this isn't bad at all. The curve the curve is substantial on the back, so like it really sits quite nicely. And one thing to note there is the power button on the side is also the finger print sensor there's no in-display fingerprint sensor on this device i was about to make a comment about that like every time i see this moto logo i forget which phone it was but i kind of miss the days when that was the the fingerprint reader well then they Old had moto just the, the the moto x and then they had it just be a dimple on the back of the phone too where your finger yeah. would just sit uh but no it's been it's been a long time since we've gotten that but as far as the software goes on this phone it is pretty nice uh this is one of the only ones that if you pull down the notification shade and this is running on android 12 that it looks like a pixel device like they didn't mess with anything on the notification shade when you're looking at the quick toggles on this device it does look pretty much like stock android uh but when you get to the app drawer it is their own custom app drawer for that you can create folders in the app drawer but as far as the other modifications to the system itself uh very pixel like or stock android like uh when you're pulling up uh, you know doing a long press on the home screen uh with the pop-up menus there if you go into um where is it if you go into widgets it looks pretty much exactly like it does on uh the pixel 6 devices and even jumping into the settings menu it is very bare bones and i motorola has always been good about that not adding too much bloatware on top of their things but you still get those you know motorola features you know the 
the shake to turn on the camera or the double chop to turn on the flash, uh, those things that they built into their devices. I don't know, going back like six or seven years now. And of oh, course, maybe. Hello Moto. <laughs> I turned it on, so yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, there we go. So gonna get gonna get this thing set up. Yeah, all those like signature Moto things all still here. I mean, this is a pretty nice looking phone. I do enjoy it, and the the feel is first thing that kind of strikes me. Um, this is uh. Hmm, try to remember like the spec sheet, but if I remember correctly from like earlier meetings, um, Snapdragon eight Gen one. Yeah, Snapdragon eight Gen one, uh, eight gig to one twenty eight. Uh, but then the the cameras on the back, I'm kind of disappointed. They they should be able to record four K video all the way across the board. Uh, but there's only a main sensor and an ultra wide, and then um, there's no zoom camera on the back of the yeah. phone. That's a this... depth depth sensor. Okay, I was about to say, on, is on it the macro back, the third, or a depth? The, yeah, it's a depth sensor, and then there's no zoom camera whatsoever. And even within the app, there's no, like, digital zoom within the app. There's oh. no, like, 2x digital zoom at all. Like, you can zoom in with your fingers, but there's no quick toggle to a 2x digital zoom, which is extremely annoying. Um, and then if you are recording video, the ultra-wide camera cannot record 4K video. Hmm. So if you're recording video with the main camera you the, and you want to switch to the ultra-wide, you have to stop recording, go into settings, switch to 1080p, and then start recording again, which is insane. That's... Like uh, I mean, For a we... flagship tier device, an ultra-wide camera not being able to record 4K video, that's going back like to what, the LG G7, <laughs> like three, four years ago. Like, we haven't seen that in a long time from an ultra-wide camera not being able to record 4K. That's really Agreed. disappointing. I mean, there are there are a few... I mean, obviously, the phones that have that quirk are usually, like, mid-rangers coming yeah, from China. Yeah, budget devices, and all that. yeah. Yeah. Um, which is weird. Like, that is a... Like, without giving, like, final thoughts or anything, obviously, I'm, I just unboxed the thing. So, um, but yeah, like, it's... Uh, that's interesting because it is a weird amalgamation of features and spec sheets and whatnot because yeah snapdragon 8 gen 1 so it's gonna be really good as far as performance is concerned you're gonna get really fast 5g on here if you happen to live in a place where ultra wideband is supported i can see myself enjoying like you know gaming and general media consumption on it but then when it comes to creative endeavors yeah the lack of four, 4 <laughs> 4k on the front but not on the ultra wide i just realized like that's a weird mix <laughs> it's a weird mix and then even within the camera app itself um when you launch the camera app for the first time, all you have are options for photo and video. If you want portrait mode or night mode, you have to go into the more camera mode settings to show up on the screen, and then you can drag them and drop them to the quick toggles there. But at first I was like, where's where's the portrait mode? And I had to jump mm. into the settings to see it. So like they've made it extremely minimal. And you know, I I can understand that from one perspective. As in, you know, just give people what they actually use the most. But how are people supposed to know they need to jump into the menus to see night mode? Why is night mode not an option that's directly there? Yeah. Better for things to be a setting rather than a mode when it makes more sense that mm-hmm. way. Um, but yeah, I mean, I mean, the, in my case, first impressions. But for you, you've used it for a little bit by now. I'm going to take this thing out for, 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 for a few days and see what my thoughts are on it. I think that I'm on the hook for this video as well on Pocket Now. So I'm going to have to use it for a while. 
Yeah, I mean, as far as performance go, performance is pretty solid with this device. I mean, it is a Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, um, but it doesn't seem to get as hot as some of the other devices that I've had uh, mm -hmm. with that same chipset. Uh, it could just be the positioning of the chipset in relation to the battery and things like that, you know, where it's just concentrating the heat. <clears throat> Maybe it's a little bit more spread out. Uh, but yeah, it's very comfortable to hold, really good for gaming. Uh, I do enjoy the display. Uh, but yeah, it's I'm still formulating thoughts on it because I've only been using it for a couple days. Uh, but it should be a decent device. And, you know, if Motorola has a good marketing campaign lined up for this, they could get some pretty good awareness. They've grown their market share significantly with their... Um, cheaper mid-range devices this last couple of years as LG has stepped out of the U.S. market specifically. Mm. So they could capture some more attention at the upper end of the market as well because I think right now they're like at 15 to 18% here in the U.S. market, which puts them at a solid number three, you know, behind Apple and Samsung. Yeah. Um, coming back to this bag that Moto sent everything in, I'm actually a little bit intrigued by this thing here. Um it came with a 15 watt <laughs> turbocharging wireless charger. I, I confession, I think this is my first wireless charger that's over 10 watts. Oh no, I've had a couple of other ones from from OnePlus and Oppo. I, I was Those... going to say, don't you have a couple <laughs> OnePlus ones that do what 50 watts or something like that? My bad, but like. With those, with those, aren't those proprietary to get like the highest speeds? They are proprietary with the highest speeds, but I think it still charges my Samsung phones at like 18 watts. Oh, okay. I take it back then. Um, but yeah, like the, I mean, the fan on the inside doesn't kick in, but they still charge pretty fast. Got it. I mean, Other I'm still devices. appreciative of this. Like, um, I, I, I did clean, Issa and I cleaned my office um, right before she left, like a little bit. What was funny was we found so many wireless chargers. <laughs> so have, we put one on every table. So now, like, it's nice to have one more. And this one's 15 watts. So I'm kind of into it. Um, but yeah, I mean, give it up to Moto for like making sure that we kind of understand or rather can experience like the full breadth of what this phone will be mm -hmm. able to provide. So, um, all right, cool. Well, look forward to thoughts on the Moto Edge Plus 2022 edition, which. 2022 edition is what I've been calling a lot of phones recently because I feel like a lot of brands are just rehashing names, and this is no different. <laughs> um, all right. Well, speaking of the whole market share thing and trying to trying to fill gaps that LG sort of left, especially in the U.S., we're going to take a little bit of a break and then uh, react to the event that happened this morning from nothing. Back from the break, I did just mention one thing. Um, you know, usually when Nick and I do these podcasts, I tend to have, I mean, obviously we have to have headphones of some sort on, and I've always been known for having just like one earbud in, like a wired earbud, but it's because of Nick that I'm now using wireless earbuds because they're just a little bit more convenient, so the microphone is obviously the input, and then earbuds, wireless earbuds, but he, yeah, you are right now on a pair of Sony... I'm wired full can headphones <laughs> you you gave me crap so many times you're like you're on bluetooth again and i'm like yeah they work and well the only reason why it was weird is because like you would um like the connection would cut out sometimes the yeah, mic sometimes. was incorrect yeah um which is funny because now i have the mm. link button isn't it more comfortable you can just move around they're not over your ears and it's better because it's the link button like honestly i've been i've been 
for lack of a better word, addicted to using these. Yeah. I adore. I adore these link buds. And you know me. I'm the guy who always has something playing in the background. And like, yeah, I, I wake up in the morning. I put it on news podcasts immediately. But then if I need to talk to somebody like I can hear them, <laughs> it's like this is a hearable. Like, that's what I called it in my video. It's We finally have a hearable something as close to it as possible. Um, speaking of earphones, here's another one. <laughs> going to go to the uh, going to go to the three cam here. <laughs> the uh, nothing ear one. I still have yet to do a video on this one. I actually have a, the, the, the dark black or gray, the dark pair <laughs> um, somewhere else on this table. But nothing just went ahead and announced this morning that a phone by them is finally going to be in the works and it's going to come out later this year. I guess the question that I'll ask, not just of you, Nick, but of all of our listeners is, are you actually hyped for this? <sighs> Well, I, I think they they want us all to be hyped for this because that's all they're doing at this point. I mean, Carl Pei took to the virtual stage today to talk about what the company is doing and what their plan is and how they have this open ecosystem idea of how they're going to create products that in, work with each other to compete with how Apple has their ecosystem. I mean, we we spent a good 10 minutes of this podcast just talking about the Apple ecosystem. And uh, essentially, they want to do the same thing. And the Nothing Ear One earbuds were the first foray into a product for the brand itself. But they announced the Nothing Phone One which at this point is just vaporware because it's still not coming until summer of 2022. They didn't say early, mid, or late. Um, we did not get a look at what the phone will actually look like. Like, not even one of those mysterious, like, outlines of a phone or anything like that. They had this weird animation with what appeared to be letters and symbols all moving into an array um, and people are starting to speculate well that large c in the top right hand corner that's the camera module and this other <laughs> thing in the middle that's the wireless charging coil and i'm like yeah speculate all you want you have no clue what you're talking about and we, we, exactly. we can all jump in and speculate um, but I mean, they talked a lot, uh, Carl was on stage talking a lot about the design aesthetic, um, that they're going to be pulling through with their software on the device. So they didn't say which processor it's going to be running, but they did say they're partnering with Qualcomm. It's assumed it's going to be the Snapdragon 8 Gen 1, mm -hmm. uh, or the, the plus version that's expected to come out midsummer of this year. So it could be that, you know new upgraded version uh but they did announce it's going to be running on android um the some of the screenshots they showed uh made it look like it was android 12 they did promise three years of os updates and four years of security patches on top of that um and then which i saw a lot of people online saying that's like that's already a big deal because is it though that's the bare minimum that you should be aspiring to these days but but here's the thing, like, as you said, a lot of it is speculation. A lot of companies do, they, they promise a lot of these software updates and then it takes forever for for those upgrades to even happen after, like, let's say the Pixels get them. So, like, well, I'm, I mean, I'm, I, I'm not expecting them to act any quicker than any other OEM, though. 
Like I think a lot of people are hoping that they will. Like they they kind of oh put completely. This whole... Like OnePlus yeah. used to OnePlus used to be one of the first ones to push out software updates after the Pixels. Indeed. Um, and but then that just fell by the wayside. Like after a couple of years, like in the last two or three years, they've been sometimes even behind Samsung, and they're like, you know, just losing the momentum as they fold further into Oppo and you know just become you know another oem and so yes there's that hope that you know carl pay was one of the co-founders of oneplus and maybe he's going back to the original dna of what oneplus was at the very beginning you know a brand that stands out from the rest and that's what we're going to see with nothing the company also bought the rights to essential uh the company that started a couple years ago from the original creator of android that the company flopped after two and a half years selling less than a hundred thousand phones and having hundreds of thousands of phones still in inventory that sold for like one tenth the price and they still while, while those... true while true there were also many other reasons why that could be no yes but like <laughs> there, there there's but like there's this ethos of like we're going back to the core of android and you know a user experience and putting users at the forefront of everything we're doing we're like We've heard this before so many yeah. times over and over and over again. Um, if they truly can, like I want to hold out hope where if they truly can deliver a hardware experience that's in some way, shape or form unique in the market of every other phone is just a slab with a camera module on the back. If they can find a way to truly differentiate themselves, like their headphones are cool because they offer good value for the price. I mean, they, they're a hundred bucks. They look really good. Battery life is decent. Audio quality is pretty good. They have wireless charging uh, and they look completely unique from anything else that's on the market. And for a hundred bucks, that's a really good value proposition when you can buy similar earbuds for 150 to $200. So they're mm -hmm. undercutting the competition. So if they can do that undercut the competition and give us a phone design that's truly unique and completely stands out from the crowded space that we're in yeah they could do great but we still haven't seen that i'm still holding out hope that they can deliver but you know I, do we give them the benefit of the doubt at this point or do we just chalk it up to hey they had another event on stage and they did announce nothing <laughs> right which is funny because like if anyone like complains about it they could just say that like, you know we <laughs> we, 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 we promise nothing yeah it's in the name <laughs> it's in the but name. You, you mentioned you mentioned the year one and i think that's the reason why i have for lack of a better term a little bit of faith uh mm -hmm. that this is going to be an exciting release that we can look forward to something that it will actually not disrupt i think it's hard to actually disrupt the market now because it's so saturated it's not like the way that OnePlus was where the OnePlus One came out and everyone was like, look at this two, this, this, what was it? 249 or 199 phone that is like insanely like powerful. Like that was a great time. That was disruption. I don't know if the Nothing Phone One would, would, would achieve those levels of it, but they could get kind of close because if you ask me, like these Nothing Ear Ones, even if they're not the sleekest or the, 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 the most powerful earbuds, there is something to be said about something that is let's say let's say cheap but if it's cheap yet cool that's effective and that's how i feel every time up until these link buds like made their ways into my ear the nothing ear ones were my go-to's because they were just like there's just something about them that makes me mm -hmm. keep wanting to 
to come back to them. They're, they, they perform very well. They're very affordable and easy to recommend. But above all that, they're just cool. And I, I hope they kind of maintain that. I don't know how they would. Like a translucent phone, maybe. I don't know. But like... It, but we've seen it, that before already. Like we like the first translucent Android devices started showing up like three, three and a half, four years ago. Agreed. Right? Agreed, like yeah. it, it's not like that's a new and innovative thing at this point. I mean... Exactly. Granted, granted, Which is why I'm some, saying some it's of the, not some of the be... companies have put like stickers on the inside of the glass to make it look like you're looking at the inside of the phone. Uh, I mean, if that's... I'm going to look at a smartphone and call it cool, like the Red Magic 7 is the first phone that mm-hmm. comes to mind from recent days. But yeah, that's what I mean. Like, I don't know if I don't know what they can do to still have the cool factor that I feel with the ear one. So I don't have that answer. And we're not going to know that answer. It's all speculation right now. But I hope that they can. I, I hope that they can do that because I, I would want to be excited about something like that. Um, and yeah, because they've already kind of proven it with like earbuds, who knows? Maybe this phone is going to be translucent, powerful, have a really good OS, a decent camera. And it's like three ninety nine. I don't know. <laughs> I doubt it'll be three ninety nine. No, but like if, if they can actually deliver a good phone that, you know, honestly, I don't need an over-the-top flagship phone that competes with the Galaxy S22 Ultra. I don't need that. But if you can give me a phone that can compete with the Pixel 6 at sure. the same price point or maybe lower, because the Pixel 6 is killing it right now and the value proposition for what it delivers. Like, it's it's a phone that compares to the Galaxy S22, or in some cases, the S22 Plus, give or take, you know, a couple compromises here or there where the Pixel comes out ahead or the Galaxy S22 comes out ahead. But the Pixel 6 comes out $200 less than Samsung's offering, which makes it a no-brainer. There's no reason you should pick up a Galaxy S22 over a Pixel 6. Like, there's no mm-hmm. $200 value proposition that that phone offers more than what Google's delivering. So if they can come in at that price point, if they can deliver a flagship tier performance wise that doesn't mean it has the best display or the best cameras but it has good enough for all those other categories and flagship tier performance and a unique design at 600 you know maybe even 650 dollars i would buy it i mean i that that's enough for me as we talked before as someone who's price conscious looking at you know what am i getting for every dollar that i'm spending and if those are the things that are important to me i i would pay that amount of money for a phone that you know truly stands out and you know i'm a lot of people know i keep my phones without a case 99 percent of the time the only time i actually <laughs> put cases on my phones is when i'm going out and doing uh camera comparisons between two or three phones at a time because i'm putting them in and out of pockets and there's a really good chance i'm going to drop the phones as i'm putting them in and out of my pockets 50 times in a one and a half hour period so you know, that's the only time I have a case on my phone. Other than that, like people were mocking me in Barcelona. I was walking around with my Pixel 6 Pro out of a case. They're like, dude, you're brave. I'm like, no, this is just me on a daily basis. This is what I do. I'm not See, well, without without falling too far down that tangent, like I've, I've I've I have been in your in your position of all phones just naked and whatnot. But this is a conversation for another episode. But like I've actually come around to cases more only if they somehow extend the use of the phone. If it's simply a sleeve or some sort of like silicone mm-hmm. case or something like that um, that I don't otherwise think looks good, I'm not going to want it. But I love cases now that like 
let's say add MagSafe and have, or have a kickstand yeah. or yeah. yeah so like i i have the galaxy s 22 ultra right now with this pitica carbon fiber case but it has magsafe magnets yes. on it so enhances the functionality so yeah definitely but it, it's one of those things like it, they spend so much time engineering the looks of these devices and i want to make sure i appreciate it and actually use it how it was intended because that gives me the real use case for this phone without yeah. making it like especially a galaxy s22 ultra it's already a huge phone imagine putting you know a uag case on that or an otter box case on that and making the phone like this big yeah like you can't even fit it in your pocket anymore and something that is like for lack of a better term lovingly designed like Mm -hmm. what the ear one clearly was like it's i as long as they have that philosophy or that spirit in mind i'm sure we're going to get something that is at least something it's not going to be nothing (laughs) so one question for you what would you think would be a design feature that would stand out and make it worth an investment at purchasing one of these phones if we ever get to see you know what it actually is in the future uh what would be that design element that you would think would make it truly stand out and kind of blend in with what we've seen already from their design language with the ear one oh that's a really hard question because the from a aesthetic standpoint i don't have that answer because like you said earlier translucent phones have been a thing and we can see the inside of many a phone now like again red magic 7 but as far as like let's say the hardware is concerned there are features on this pair of earphones that you normally have to pay a lot more money for um like active noise cancellation and wireless charging Mm -hmm. and i would love to see those kinds of things like that level of thought like wireless fast wireless charging obviously you're going to have the the core spec the snapdragon 8 gen 1 it's most likely going to be that and then maybe after that like um really going in on like like a really high-end display having all of those things but priced 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 a little bit more accessibly than Mm -hmm. many of its like competitors many of its comparable competitors that was that's what i would really want because the reason why the reason why it's significant that these earbuds are $99 is because the level of commitment they had to have to design them the way that they are, that's not a cheap thing to do. Like, no, uh, like ear, it's, earphones it's very like this, clear that, that most of the money was spent on the design aspect. Uh, like there are really good features, but so yes. much money was spent on the design and the physical look and feel, the CMF of the device. And yet they're 99 bucks. So like exactly. that that is the philosophy i want this phone to have also i kind of don't care what it looks like it doesn't have to be translucent or anything like that but that spirit of what these earbuds have if they're able to achieve that man like that the phone itself might not be very disruptive but the value proposition could be yeah i mean for me though like looking at what they did show off today they did show off some screenshots and a couple screen grabs of what their software is going to look like and they Mm -hmm. talked about uh, how they're going to be as minimal as possible with their software, not duplicating apps. So if Google has an app that needs to be pre-installed on the device, they're not going to create their own, which means you're not going to have Google Photos and also a gallery app. You know, just like on a Pixel device, Google Photos would act as the gallery app, things like that, which I think is nice. You know, just remove as much bloatware. You know, when comparing to what I just did with the Moto Edge, you know, going through how many pre-installed apps are on that phone. Uh, which yeah. is going to be nice for for people who just want a simple experience. But they also talked about um, bringing 
so their logo their nothing logo is used the uses a, a dot matrix um mm-hmm. font and they they talked about how that's going to be that font is going to be inside the os as well they showed it within one of their custom widgets they also showed you using a dot matrix design for their weather widget so like the clouds and the sunshine and stuff is using that dot matrix design and i was just thinking i was like well if they're doing something transparent uh with the design you know tying back in with the nothing air one on the back maybe also if they could do something transparent but then i also have maybe a dot matrix display on the back as well and some of the gaming phones we've seen a display i think it was the rog phone that has the display tricks yeah like something like that but like a transparent phone with these circular dot matrix LEDs on the back that can be used maybe for notifications or something like that uh, might be something Ooh. unique or, you know, something to stand out a little bit more. Uh, like a retro, like a little retro display on the back. Yeah, that's like, like a, yeah, like a scrolling retro LED sign, you know, something, something yeah. like that. Um, that's just me making things up, but I like, t- <laughs> they, they made a big point about, having that dot matrix design incorporated into the operating system. And you can definitely see that as a, you know, uh, like a marquee display, you know, showing notifications or something like that on the back of the phone. I could, I could totally envision that. But if you're listening and you haven't finalized the design yet, Carl, uh, here's an idea for you. I'll put a, mar- put a marquee the on the back, put a marquee on the back for the uh, Dow Jones and the S&P. Yeah. <laughs> then, yeah. Do it. Or like I, you, you scrolling were notifications. Doc, scrolling notifications for uh, a ticker display of mm-hmm. some sort. I was actually thinking of like a like a e-paper display almost. Uh that would be kind of nice. Like we haven't had something like that in a long time. Um Yeah, we've seen a couple from like uh Nubia uh back in the day that had some like e-paper or a full display on the back as well. Yeah. I've uh, always VP. thought like we need a why can't someone just make a this like a case that had that? And I know there was one, but I want to see more of that. Anyway, before we get too far into the speculation game, and that's always what happens when it comes to stuff like this, but this yeah. is exactly what the company wants, is for oh, everyone to talk about it. <laughs> but before we get too far down that rabbit hole, uh, I should call it on this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and Nick, uh, thank you for being back on. We'll see you probably next week again. And uh, yeah, we'll see what news and whatnot is uh, on the docket for next week. Uh, in any case, let's go ahead and get into the outro for this episode, starting now. All of the links for myself, Nick Gray, and Fandroid are found in the show notes. From there, you can head over to PocketNow.com for the latest headlines and all of the latest news. From there, find PocketNow on social media at PocketNow, and then go over to the YouTube channel at YouTube.com PocketNow for video content that's coming up pretty much every single day. With all that said, I'm going to go ahead and call it on this one. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the PocketNow Weekly Podcast. Uh, see you in the next one.